and welcome to Family History Modernized, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Danny is a wife of 16 years and a mother to four kids ages 2 to 11. She's loved stories since she was young and fell in love with reading. She began learning about family history at a young age since her grandparents both worked doing extractions as their church calling for 40 years. Her grandma always had a family story to tell her growing up and for so long she thought many of her stories were just legends. She learned as she began doing genealogy herself that they were actually true. She loves adding names to her family tree, but even more, she loves finding the stories behind those names. Those people lived and their stories became lost, and she wants to find a story for each person. She's learned faith, joy, forgiveness, patience, and a love for her ancestors and their experiences. We all have a story to tell, and in each story, there is usually pain somewhere. We can all learn and grow from experiences in the past and present. Her motto at Roots to Blossoms is, from our roots to our branches, we can all blossom. It was a joy to chat with Danny, and you guys are going to love the stories she shares about her ancestors. They are quite incredible, and I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. Okay, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today and coming on to Family History Modernized. So great to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. We're going to start out with how did you come to love family history? So I grew up with my grandparents doing genealogy. Um, My grandpa did extractions for the LDS church for over 40 years. That's Um, awesome. So I grew up going to visit him. He did it eight hours a day once he retired. And so I would visit him and I'd watch him do the indexing. all the time growing up and I didn't really understand what he was doing at the time but then as I got older and realized that that it was part of family history and my grandma was really big on our own family's history and stories and I mm-hmm. loved the stories I still didn't understand the names and everything which you know looking back it was a lot harder back then we didn't have right. the internet right there um, so I just had that in my life Um, and then we, me and my husband, we had struggled with infertility and Mm -hmm. I, my husband was in nursing school and he worked nights and I worked during the day and I was like, what am I going to do all these nights alone? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, we had just, um, gone through the whole adoption process. Um, we're just waiting for someone to pick us as parents. And I started reading my grandpa's journal from World War II. Oh, wow. And I was just, like, I had always known his story, but not really all these details and everything he went through. And I was just blown away. And I just fell in love with their, my grandparents' story. And as I decided to write their story for them, I was researching my grandpa's parents and my grandma's parents. And... I just realized like there's so much stuff we don't know and part of our own history that I wanted to share with my family. So that really is what sparked it to begin with. And it kind of just went from there. Oh, I love that so much. Were your grandparents still alive during that time? 
They were. They were alive for, so <laughs> I guess I should say, we ended up getting a baby um, only a month or so later. Wow. So I, the project kind of was put on hold at, with, you know, having a new baby, but, uh-huh. um, and then later on having three more kids. But um, yeah, they, they did pass away in 2012 and 2013. So they were a big part of it for about seven or eight years. Um, they passed away, and I just actually finished the story last week. So, oh my goodness, which is, is so crazy. Cool. It took so long, but as a mom, we're so busy. So. I know, and I think that's one big thing is people feel like they're so busy and they don't have the time, you know. So, how did you how did you make time for it all, over all those years? Um, naps and at when my kids went to bed. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just involving my kids. Um, you know, they know almost every story I know because I just share it with them and I get excited and tell them, did you know your, you know, great, great grandparent did this? And oh, so, I love that. yeah. Did you have an ancestor that you'd like to, besides your grandpa that you just talked about, an ancestor that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I have lots, but I was, tr- I was thinking about this cause I know you had asked me, um, I have my 10th great grandma, um, and it's funny because my whole life, I it was one of those stories I thought was a real, like a legend. I didn't think she was real mm-hmm. until the internet. And I actually found her on my family tree, both on Ancestry and Family Search, and realized that she was a real person. And her story is just amazing. But um, her name was Penelope. And she, her parents had dreamed, they were from Holland, and they had okay. dreamed to come to America, or I guess it wasn't America yet, but it was in the 1620s. They had dreamed to come to the new world and, um, but they could never make it. They just didn't have the money. Um, but she married someone and he brought her here and on the ship, he got really sick. And as the ship landed, it, um, like went aground on the reef. And so Mm -hmm. everyone had to get off the ship they were not in the location that they originally had planned Mm -hmm. um but somehow and I don't know this part exactly but the ship something hit him and he got really hurt so not only was he sick he basically couldn't walk or do anything to go further and they had realized that they had come to like Indian territory and everyone else said that they had to leave and they told Penelope that they would come back for them once they found a safe place so she was alone with her husband and um, Indians did come and they killed her husband and she was half scalped and disemboweled and I know that she was cut on her arm and lost all um, movement and everything from her arm Um, and they thought she had died because she had passed out from losing so much blood Wow. And yeah, she's amazing. And for, she, not exactly sure exactly of the time, but she remembers that there was, she saw the sun come up seven times. Um, and she had to hold her, you know, her whole stomach in and she found berries to eat. Um, she was hiding in a, I guess it's like a hollowed out tree is what they said. And she had heard Indians coming again, and she was scared. And there was only two of them. And so she basically prayed, 
like, just let me die. I don't want to live anymore. I can't do this. And the Indian, there was a young Indian and an older Indian. And he, I guess, um, he didn't kill her and he actually wow. saved her. She had passed out. And when she woke up, he was sewing her back together. Oh my and goodness. yeah, they basically took care of her until she was okay. And then they took her back to, um, like a white colony and, um, he was her friend, I guess, always like he had warned mm -hmm. them when there was going to be an a, attack and she just, she met someone else and remarried him and he was my great, um, 10th great grandfather. And so her name's Penelope Stout. Um, and it's just, she survived so much and she ended up having 10 children <laughs> And so uh, which amazing. I can't even imagine, <laughs> you know, with everything that happened to her, uh -huh. um, she, and then, so this is where there's conflict with her story. Some say she only lived a hundred years. Some say 110 because so, which still either way, yeah, that's amazing. Either way. <laughs> so, um, that's she's awesome. just always been this, um, person that I found just amazing to be in my family tree as well. Um, we actually, my family, when I was 15, we went up to see her grave. And at the time, mm -hmm. I didn't know how amazing it was until I was older and realized, like, mm -hmm. I want to go back there and see where, yeah. she, you know, she lives. But I feel like that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't appreciate it in the moment. And then <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think especially that she was a woman and so far back in your family tree, I feel like sometimes it's hard to research women in your families and to find stories like that. So really empowering. I love that. Yeah. You are really awesome about sharing, celebrating your ancestors in your home. And I know you've posted on your Instagram page about different spots in your home that highlight family history. Can you just talk about a few of those and how you decided to do that? Um, sure. I, I don't, I, I just find some of the items, I guess, from my like heirlooms, family heirlooms, amazing. And I've always loved antiques but it's even more amazing to have something in your own family that mm -hmm. you can use. Um, I think it probably started, my grandma had, when my grandpa was in the war, he had sent her a, a cedar chest. And so, and it was passed down to my mom. And then my mom gave it to me when I turned 18. And it, so it started with that. But I have um, family recipes that I framed and put on my wall. Um, I love that. My husband's grandma, I was close to her, and when she passed away, you know, everyone came in to see what they would want, and rolled up in a drawer was some silver, silverware, and I asked my mother-in-law, like, can I have that, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, it's so old, and I'm like, I don't care, I want it, and so I took the silver, and I put it in a, an old mason jar, and it's on a shelf in my kitchen, um, oh, that's an awesome idea. So I just, because I was trying to think of what to do with it. Like, I know people have used them on cupboards, you know, bent them or used them as bracelets. But I just, I couldn't even bear to do that. I don't, I didn't want to uh -huh. change them at all. Um, I just have several different things. Books. I love books. I love reading. And so I have a lot of books that are older, you know, some from my family that were passed mm -hmm. down that I use also to decorate. 
So those are a few examples. That's awesome. And do your kids ask questions about the things they see around the house? Um, I don't think anymore. I think it's just normal. I, I, th- I just posted something yesterday on my Instagram that my son had said, um, in our front living room, when we first moved into this house, we had a couch. We realized that we never used it. So instead I took the couch out and I put bookshelves and I have two different like old typewriters I have old books um just different things like that and my son calls it our museum (laughs) and I just thought it was so (laughs) funny when he said that I'm like okay like he just but he thinks he's like it's so awesome that we have a museum in our house Mm-hmm. And it just makes me laugh. But they don't really, I think they know all the stories. I just openly tell them, like, guess what? This is so cool. And, you know, so I'm a little nerdy like that. But they, they're kind of used to it. Do you do anything else besides decorate in your home to involve your kids? And I know you also talked about telling them the stories. But anything else you want to share with ways you involve your kids in family history work? Um, my daughter started doing indexing. She's... 11 so she's almost 12 um and she had fun doing that i'm trying to think we go to cemeteries a lot um but i i'm not sure what else i do i think i just talk about it's just such a huge part of my life yeah i'm like if i think of something i'll i don't know no i love that i think just the way that you live i'm sure that your kids are are learning lots just because of what you teach them and you don't even realize that you're doing it. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's great. Have you ever felt like it wasn't important for you to do family history work? When I first started looking on my family tree, I just realized so much is already done. So what what can I do? Um, you know, even like going to the LDS temple to do names, um, a lot of it's done. And so for a while it was really like, well, I guess I can't really do anything to add to it. But then you know, working on this, my grandpa's story, I realized that's part, something that I can do because mm-hmm. we can all learn and grow so much from other people's experiences, not only our own, but just anyone's experiences, you know, we just need to f- hear them. And so right. I think that's the biggest thing that I enjoy about family history is finding their stories and telling them. Where, where do you find the stories? Do you find them on family search or do you just get them handed down to you? I know lots of people wonder this. So what have you found to be useful for you? So family search is great to find stories because people can add them. Um, but also on ancestry.com, I've like found them on my own. Um, I, I don't even, I just, I go into the census records. I just start researching. Okay. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I, rem- I was looking at a picture of my, on my dad's side, my great grandma. I didn't, I remember her from when I was little, but I didn't know a lot about her. Mm-hmm. And in the picture, there was this woman and I just was drawn to her. And I don't even know why. Um, and so I started looking up this lady and found out it's my grandpa's aunt and just through her records and her death record and um you know she had there was some they're called memories on family search but mm-hmm. like letters that her husband had sent her and i just started Aww. reading them and realized you know found some stuff out about her life that was amazing that this person i wouldn't have ever found beforehand mm-hmm. but i think census records is a good way just to find you can find out you know where they worked or 
you know, where they lived. And then you can just, there's other records that you can find them. There's so many right. sites. It's hard to even say everything. I know. <laughs> but there's, I think if there's someone you want to know about, just go find their r- records. And, you know, even their family members of them, mm-hmm. you'll, you know, you'll find little bits and pieces to put together their stories. Yes, I love that. I think that's been one of my biggest things because I was the same way. I hopped on to family search and looked at my tree and I thought, okay, everything's, you know, it's mostly been done. All the temple work's been done. It looks from the surface. It looks like, you know, there's nothing for me to do, but I love researching siblings because those often I feel like get neglected sometimes. Yeah. And, and then I just love reading the stories. So yeah, I think that's great. That's such great advice. What advice would you give to other people who, I guess we've kind of already touched on this, but maybe people who feel that way, like they don't know where to start. Would you just suggest picking someone and then yeah. researching them or what would you say? I mean, that's kind of how I started just cause I wanted to learn about my grandparents, parents and, um, Sometimes I even just get on my tree because I know such a small amount of my whole family history. I will just look at names and keep going down the line and I'm like, oh, that name looks interesting. So I open it up and I see if I can find anything that might spark my interest. Um, Sometimes I do. Sometimes there's no information. Um, I might move on or I might start doing little research. But um, I think just it's hard to know where to start until you just start. I mean, every family is so different and there might be (laughs) records and there might not, but yeah, I would just say go and pick a name and see if you can find anything. Okay. Well, the last question I have for you today and we'll end our awesome interview is what does the spirit of Elijah mean to you? To me, just, I mean, I think naturally we think of doing temple work for, you know, our family, but I also think just sharing that, um, family history, um, just because they're, they, our ancestors really sacrificed so much for us. Like we owe them so, so much, um, just by sharing their stories and if we can do their temple work, but I even think of, if you don't have names to take to the temple, that's okay because you can go and get names of other people's families. Um, you know, and it, I know they're up there just cheering for us something that Henry B. Iron said. He said, you are not just gathering names. Those you have never met in life will become friends you love. Your heart will be bound to theirs forever. And I think that's what it's about. We're all mm-hmm. family. And we're all there to help each other. And to me, that's what it means to me. Um, whether we're doing names in the temple or just sharing their stories, I think that those stories are so important as well in our lives. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, for taking time out of your busy day to talk with me. And is there anything else you'd want to leave my listeners with before we go? Family history is so important to me. And I think it's not just for our ancestors, but our own family history. I think that it's so important to share our stories too. Mm Mm-hmm. And not forget that we have important lives and so much that we can help others with as well. Yes. I mean, we're living our own family's history every single day. And um, so to me, stories are very important. And um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think- just, I, I can't even say that enough. Uh-huh. I, it's, I'm actually working on a project right now and I haven't even posted anything about it oh. or... 
or I, but I have some blog posts coming up. Um, I've, and I'm, I, I'm not sure if this is what I'm going to call it, but, um, hearts around the world. And I have some amazing women that I've been able to interview and meet with and, they have amazing stories that they've just kind of kept inside and just thought, oh, they're not important. You know, they've gone through really hard trials and, um, but I'm, they're, they're giving me permission to share their stories. And I think it's so amazing. I, one of the, only one of the women I've actually met in person and the whole time I was interviewing her, I was bawling my eyes out because she is amazing. And I just wish that everyone would realize and I think our ancestors feel, felt the same way. They didn't realize how amazing they were mm-hmm. and how many people mm-hmm. that they can help. They helped. Yes. And so I just remember, I just want everyone to remember to share your own stories, not only telling others, but remember how many people you can help and impact in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that's such a good point because I, I feel that sometimes even in my own life, you know, I forget to think about all of the descendants that are going to be coming, that are going to be following me, you know, it's sometimes yeah. hard to comprehend all of that. But I, I think that's such a good reminder because everybody really does have such a inspiring and interesting story. There's so many things that a person goes through throughout an entire life that can really help other people. So I, that is a really exciting project. I'm excited to, I know I'm, I'm kind of like holding back on going forward because I'm so scared. I'm like not going to do it justice, uh-huh. but well, that's how I, but I mean, the podcast too. So yeah, I know it's so scary to kind of step out of your comfort zone. Um, I think another thing that I, with my name on my Instagram roots to blossoms are kind of the motto that helped us come up with this is just from your roots to your branches which meaning from your ancestors to your own family Mm -hmm. we can all blossom in life you know we um, can all grow and learn and help others no matter where we come from so I love the idea of that Brene Brown said um, something that I love is just owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we can ever do. Mm-hmm. So all those, all these women and men from my um, family history and family tree, they, to me, they are just the most amazing and brave people. So we just need to also remember that we are too. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. I think it's been a great interview and it's been a joy to have you on the show. So why don't you just let us know where we can find you? So you said your Instagram is roots to blossoms and that's a number two, right? Yep. And then yes, roots to blossoms. And then is your website the same? Yes. It's just www.roots to blossoms. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again, Danny, for coming on the show and we will talk to you soon. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history work with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Family History Modernized. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at familyhistorymodernized at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.